0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome Salt Lickers the Salt Lake Film Review, the people's film review. I'm one of your hosts, Spencer Marsh. I'm joined by my other hosts, Evan Forsyth and Everett Davis. We have the most amazing episode of the Salt Lake Film Review for you today. We're going to be reviewing The Lion King. Lion! <laughs>
1: and we are Amale.
2: not going to sing. <laughs> Hans Zimmer, uh,
0: as always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not letting
2: you get this intro. Yeah, we're not. We're not getting
0: this intro done. Huh? <laughs> we're gonna have like a 10 minute intro, but by the time is we're
1: here,
0: <laughs> we need to we need to make a T-shirt saying "I survived the the intro to the Lion King." <laughs> um. We have the most amazing episode for the solid film Review today. Uh, Lion King just barely came out. Great film.
1: Uh, as always, we have to get into what we've been watching this week. Everett, just take us away. Um, I, w- I first want to apologize to our listeners because we we kind of took like three weeks off. Well, I mean, Spencer uh, was not even in the
2: country. Spencer for, like, was in
1: Puerto them. Rico. Costa Rica. Same difference. Are they? Yeah, is there a difference? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: guys still could record it. Um. Yeah, but we were. Also, there was kind of a lull in movies for a hot second,
1: though, too, I True, feel True. Like. Yeah. True. Evan and I were kind of doing a lot of stuff with work and, uh, might I say, women, because I'm married and he's dating someone very seriously. So that was not that as was promiscuous as met. it sounded. That's all we met. <laughs> you guys don't know what I did in Costa Rica. Probably nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing you, you Facebook (laughs) posted you at like a
2: restaurant drinking like a Coke, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, you went wild, (laughs) You guys, you guys,
0: guys gonna you guys think I'm gonna post about my most wild moments? Oh, Uh, Spencer, you went from Diet Coke to Coke, (laughs) but I'm
1: not, guys. (laughs) I'm saying that I'm not gonna post about my most wild moments. Anyways, um, want to. Take a break. Uh, We're we're done taking a break from our break. So we are back. Yes. Um, Yes. So what I've been watching, I just want to get an apology out there really quick. Oh, that's good. What I've been watching is a freaking lot of stuff, so I won't go through it all. Um, I've been hitting up, let's see, the uh, Hulu show about um, the Powells, Josh and... Um, what's what's the one was that? Oh, name? the family where the dude like went all suicidal and on yeah, his kids. Yeah, <coughs> and crazy. He also killed, yeah, he killed the wife too. Anyways, really cool podcast they have on that called Cold. Um, but I listen or I watched the show too, so it was really good. Um, Hulu and Netflix are just capitalizing off like serial killers. Like, oh for yeah, why serial wouldn't you
2: killers? So we can freaking make a ton of money. Why <laughs> wouldn't you?
1: And I want to do a joint venture here with Spencer. On the movie we were gonna do last week, which really messed a bunch of people up, *Midsummer*. <laughs> yeah, freck. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Spencer and I went and saw *Midsummer*. Oh, um, see it? no, of course Evan, I didn't. See Evan, didn't it. See it. Evan didn't see it. No I, I, way. Oh, I could no have way. predicted oh, miles away that Evan wouldn't have seen that. Absolutely not. And what? Well, actually, I think you would have been surprised because it's not scary. It's just. The most disturbing thing M- you've ever up. seen.
0: M- messed up. Wait, why didn't you, why didn't you see it, though? Why you didn't you, you want to see it?
2: Because I was told it was going to be a horror film, and I don't do horror films. Oh, okay.
1: But it, this wasn't really horror. Would you say it's horror? It wasn't horror. It wasn't horror. But it but wasn't if scary. If it's not
2: horror, then I might go see it. It's, I don't
1: recommend this.
2: If it's disturbing, I can handle disturbing. I'm okay with disturbing. I'm not okay with horror.
1: I'm not kidding when I
0: say, like, I can handle a lot. But I could not (laughs) handle that movie.
1: (laughs) Like, Like, right from the beginning, like, with the parents, you know, I was like, holy cow, this just stepped it up to a new level three minutes into the movie. And let's see, by about 25 minutes, um, when they have reached their winter phase, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh Then I lost it. (laughs) I was like, holy fuck freaking cow what just happened as yeah oh my gosh i
0: it's uh um (laughs) uh wow there's so much to go through if (laughs) if i'm gonna (laughs) talk about that movie honestly um (coughs) it's like take the wicker man combine it with the disturbingness of the human centipede Throw in some Swedish pagan mythology and some Viking torture <laughs> myths and you have midsummer. You have and some Viking torture methods and then you have
2: midsummer. That combined with the trailer almost almost gives me the entire picture of how this movie went. No, it doesn't. That's the sad part. That's It's a worse than human the centipede and I think that by far is the most disturbing concept. Yeah, that I've ever witnessed. Okay, that concept is, it is more bad? disturbing than Human Centipede. Like the movie Human Centipede was pretty. This up. is really yeah.
1: disturbing because this is like it's probably shot better than a Human Centipede. So, oh, way better. Oh, it's
2: yeah, the cinematography
0: is amazing.
1: <laughs> it's like one of the best shot films I I might have ever seen. Actually, like just like how they pulled it off. I'm like, wow, very artistic. And then like when people are on drugs in the film, everything about. The background changes so it's like a little sickening because you're sitting there are, and like, like everything's yeah. moving in the background except what it's focused on well trippy um, prone to seizures this is a warning mm. um, or lots just of, or just like motion sickness I think it's more of like a lots motion sickness of thing religious religious related violence lots of
0: uh, religious related sexuality and it's like pretty graphic
1: oh yeah um, not even like good like the, you know i don't want to be like there's good sexuality and there's bad sexuality but if there were two categories this would definitely be <laughs> in the bad, bad
0: sexuality category Ouch. like anyways was, yeah um so anyway
1: the last know. scene is just the most disturbing thing um i mean i sat there watching that and i'm like yeah there's there's no way I'm never going to Sweden. There's no way <laughs> never I'm never Sweden. going to Sweden. Rip, dude. <laughs> and, like it didn't lead up to. There's like when Spencer was like, "There's no point. There's no plot. There's no like, yeah. There's not. There's really like not. There's no explanation of what the cult is for. They just do this ceremony.
0: All that and, said, all that said, I posted on Facebook. I said that while it was like probably the most disturbing movie I've ever I've ever seen. Even just for the sake of being disturbing, it was still kind of hauntingly artful. Yeah, you know, like the perform- it's like a good train wreck. The, like you can't look away. The performances you know? are amazing. You're captivated the whole time. You cannot look away from the movie. You like it builds up to this. It builds up to the ending. The ending is kind of is like I. It was kind of off for me. I'm trying to man. I'm trying to talk about it without giving anything away. Uh, but yeah. Um, performances are amazing. It's shot really, really well. The director's mind is, I mean, wow. Messed up. <laughs> messed up, but, you know. Well, he
1: did Hereditary, too. Exactly. So And so he has, like, two of the most messed up movies out there right now. Awesome. Hereditary is supposed to be, like, the scariest one. So I haven't seen it. I want to. And I this really one, one it just story. takes the cake for what the human mind can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, Evan, what have you been watching this week? Uh,
2: well, let's let's take it back. A couple weeks. Oh, a couple weeks. Let's and a couple weeks. We got into Stranger Things. Oh yeah, I was gonna oh, say Stranger yeah. Things season three. Cause yeah, cause I had never, I hadn't seen it since coming home from my mission, but I heard it was like all the craze. But I just never like got around to it. I was like, oh, I don't really want to sit down and like season two a new you show. Mean? It's just the whole thing, like period. Oh, like, you? I haven't hadn't seen any, of, any of Stranger Things. Oh no.
1: Oh, it's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, no, it's it like it was. I loved. We watch season one in two days, season two in a day, and season three in a day.
1: So when I think of Stranger Things, I think Evan. I don't know why. Oh absolutely. But I'm like Like, that actually I kinda think of like our childhood group of friends, you know? Absolutely. I'm like this could have been us. Mine we is, probably wouldn't minus D
2: and D, but we would have been the like take it out and then put us in Spencer's basement with Modern Warfare two. Like yeah. that was oh, that yeah. was yeah. Or group. Halo. Yeah, exactly.
1: yeah and a then a
0: bunch right. of Mountain Dew <laughs> and Little Caesars and pizza, and then it all happened like, like in the Gator show. Gator it's like,
1: like... <laughs> why you guys are too good for Call of Duty now? No, no. But Miles like I have Ashley, <laughs> 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 and it's like it's like well, <laughs> <F>. <laughs> oh, in
2: group jokes, in group oh man, jokes. Um, so no, funny. but yeah, we we uh, so we started season one, literally only had to put it down because it hit midnight, and like she needed to get back to BYU, and anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> curfew, <laughs> seriously. But finished season one in two days, season two we watched in a day, and season three we watched in a day. That was our July Fourth, so we. We had, like made breakfast for dinner and then, like, yeah, literally, post about that. yeah, sat down and like cranked out Stranger Things season three. And in my opinion, season one was amazing, season two was okay, not as great as season one. And season three was killer. I loved season three. Season three was by far my favorite season. I think it was better than one. Um, the and all the characters fit so well. That's my the main thing is like, there are characters that I don't like per se but it's not necessarily because of like um they're not because they're terrible actors or anything but like i genuinely think all the characters fit into their roles perfectly and the reason that i don't like certain characters is just because they play their character too well and i'm just like stop mm. like i hate mike like i just hate that kid like <laughs> i don't like him at all he's so good though <laughs> like, i know but he's
1: amazing right yeah, like he's, he's a great actor yeah. um
2: and well who's the older brother not uh not billy Will, yeah uh jonathan
1: yeah, you know he got busted for cocaine, trying to smuggle cocaine from the UK into the US. Really? Like yeah. twice and dude. he spent like a f- a long time in prison. <laughs> Oof. Like he got out early obviously for the show, but they almost cut him out of the show because of that. Dude, get wrecked. And he you did can, it
0: twice? I only heard about it once. Like was it really twice?
1: I think I think it was twice. I might be wrong. I thought it was twice. How long did he sp- spend in prison? I not know. It was know. like over a year, I think. Oh, frack. Rip, dude. Stop trying to do drugs and just
2: make take all the money from Stranger Things because that show's baller. Um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of sad because
0: like uh, the girl who plays Nancy and yeah. him were like are like kind of a thing or like
2: were kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, and, I don't really care. Anyway, yeah. Stranger Things is a must see. If you haven't seen Stranger Things or if you had not had the chance to watch season three yet, put everything else down. Watch it. It's freaking amazing. Have you seen season three yet? I love oh it. Oh yeah, I've watched all of it. It's yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's. In my in my opinion, like one of the best TV shows out there, easily. Yeah. Like in terms of like longest running, where you don't feel like it tapers off after a season
1: or two, like this is one of the ones, and it's supposed to. It's slated for four seasons, mm. so I think they need to end it at four. Yeah, because the it, kids are going to get older. It's going to lose that charm of yeah kids doing, and that's kind of what the director said. Like they had intended, because I believe the first
2: season. in one came of the roundtables they said they would, they would only do twenty fifteen. So 2015, and it's a two-year release schedule. So 2015 to 2017 to 2019, and then 2021, we'll get season four. And the director said it's just slated for four. They're, they were planning on ending it after four. So I think it'll be a good wrap-up at that point. I mean, there's eight episodes a season. They're about 45 minutes long, except for the finale, which usually runs like an hour and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, it's a good watch all the way through, and you're going to love, you will love everything about Stranger Things. Like, period.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I love it. It's one that I can sit down. Yeah, so season two got a little off the rails, you know. It's like she joined her little clan, and I was like, this is I weird. Felt,
2: yeah, I felt like um. I didn't really mind that they added, like, a new character in that sense, but I felt like season two was just there to introduce the new villain, so to speak, but the rest of the season didn't, like, fill up the bucket. Like, they introduced the new villain, and the rest of the season was just kind of there um to be kind of just like oh like we need a season to introduce the monster rather than like building an actual story around season 2 yeah. not that it still wasn't good it just wasn't as great as you as you are expecting things to be coming fresh out of season 1 yeah well
0: anyway um what i have been watching this week i uh i took to watching uh an old movie that i hadn't seen all the way through uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin with oh, Steve nice. Carell.
2: <laughs> it's one of the funniest <laughs> does movies. That also, does that also have Ryan Gosling in it? No, it
0: Am does I thinking, not. Of yes, so thinking of a different movie with him? Yes, I'm thinking of a different movie. That's uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of. Never <laughs> mind, never mind, never mind. That's like with him, and like then there's Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a really funny one, too. I really enjoy that movie. Um, Really, really funny. Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen probably have one of the best ad-libbed. Uh, scenes or two, two scenes, talking about how they know they're how they know they're gay. They go back and forth. It's super. <laughs> Paul Rudd's like, you know how I know you're gay because you listen to Coldplay. <laughs> 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 and then they just go back and forth. It, it's they're in like the in like the director's cut. The scene goes on for like a solid like three or four minutes, and they're just like ad libbing the whole time. It's super. It's it's comedy genius. Um. Anyway, for those of you who don't know the story, Steve Carell plays a 40 a uh, forty-year-old. Uh, named uh crap i can't remember his name but he's working at this technology store and he his friends that work his co-workers find out that uh he hasn't been he hasn't had sex before and so like the whole movie is just him trying to find love and he finds love and in, in this woman played by katherine keener and she opens this uh this like ebay this ebay store where she where she se- she sells people's stuff on ebay but for herself I think it's kind of an, it's kind of interesting but she gets a building because she has to look kind of professional you know it's really funny um then I also saw stranger things three uh I'm also going to plug that as that that was just amazing, like phenomenal season. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, seasons one, two, and three have not disappointed at all. I can't even rank them because I think that they're all pretty equal. I think they're great. They're it all goes one, three, two for me. One, three, two for you. Yeah, that's how it seems to be for for most people.
1: I'm three, one, two personally. Three, one, two. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It might have just been the nostalgia of watching them all first day they came out. You know, yeah. And that was like the first big bang of stranger things and I was yeah. like, holy cow. True, true. Um
0: I also saw Midsummer, as Everett pointed out. Uh I I will never go watch that movie ever, ever again. <laughs> But I won't, I won't discourage people from going to watch it for the first time.
1: I will. If you don't have a strong stomach, don't go watch that movie. Oh, yeah. If you don't have a strong stomach, yes, <laughs> I will I will not recommend home. everyone to go see it. I won't recommend everyone. Would you everyone. recommend your sweet mother to go see that movie? No, because my mom doesn't <laughs> have the stomach for that. <laughs> I
2: don't think your mom would just... I don't even think she would consider it.
0: My mom would My mom would call me and we'd, we'd talk about it for about two hours. <laughs> um, yeah. If you can't handle very disturbing content, if you don't have the stomach for it, be be very mindful of yourself, know yourself and go at your own risk. But I think it's still like a decent enough movie that I don't know if you really, if you're really into it, if you're really into that type of thing, then go for it and be ready, be ready for the time of your life. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> not the time of your life, or not <laughs> or not. Anyway, let's get into our review today. We've spent quite a bit on uh, what we've been watching this week, but I mean, it, we have lots to catch up. We on. have a lot to catch up on. And so, um, we've gotta be getting into Lion King as always. Gonna be doing our up and down. We'll be starting with Evan this week, reading our top review from IMDb. Well, from the plot synopses
2: on IMDb from Metacritic.com. All right, this is from Rosie Knight, IGN. I feel like the IGN guys and gals are also they're they're like more among the top. I don't feel like they yeah, see they a lot they, of like they always get the a top review. Gamers, man. All right, um. This one says director John Favreau's *The Lion King* is a worthwhile reimagining that relies on nostalgia over risk-taking.
1: I Agreed. love that. Just yep. make the mis- nostalgia of it. You know what everyone remembers. That as is a kid. exactly
2: what it is. Because they didn't, they didn't deviate from the storyline or create something new. It is completely a, a re- re-im- reimagining, remastered, basically. It is
0: a. In the other, in the words of another critic, it is, it is a carbon copy of the original.
2: Yeah, with like. Hands down, the best CG I've ever seen in my life. It's really good CG, yeah, CGI. But I, I agree with that. It, it does heavily rel- rely on nostalgia for you to like really feel like what I guess what the what the movie entails for you to like feel right. super entertained. Everett, commentary?
1: Uh, nope. Nothing. You can read the second one.
0: <laughs> Let's read the down. Okay, reading the down from David Ehrlich no, from indie,
1: indie
2: Wire. Freaking David. <laughs>
1: and new wire has gone off the freaking rails i follow them on facebook i'm about to unfollow them so i really don't trust anything they say <laughs> we'll go ahead and read it so we can just destroy this dude
0: okay david ehrlich says it's the work of a studio that's gobbled up the rest of the film industry and is still hungry for more the lion king feels less like a remake than a snuff film and a boring one at that
1: i agree with what he said about disney oh yeah absolutely. Yeah, totally, I'm, totally i do not because. support disney like I used to, they really kind of destroyed the rest of the Money. film industry. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I think we, we've talked about this on the show before, but they are just reaching back into the vault and just creating as many live-action. I mean, Mulan. As much you you have the
1: trailer for Mulan
0: in there. How many do we have to get? Mary Poppins. I will Dumbo, support Mulan, Mulan. However,
2: Aladdin, if Lion it is King. Like I think it's going to be not a remake, but a reworked movie. Which is what I think that they might do. I will fully support a reworked Mulan, but if they re if they're claiming it as a remake without Mushu, absolutely, one hundred percent negative support.
0: Oh, how could they make it without Mushu?
2: That Mushu's not in it. Mushu's not in, not in the
0: movie. No, at all. No. Okay, I'm not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think the movie is too classic to let to let go of Mushu. Again, you can have all the same characters, you can have all the same trappings, but you got to put. But you gotta like weave them together in a in a different way to make to make the movie like really good. and, yeah, that's, and that, we... that's my knock on this movie uh, as it is. It's like I feel like it has all the same trappings of the Lion King, and I mean like
2: follows the music really, really strictly follows the follows the the scene creation. Well, very strictly. and you've got Hans Zimmer and Elton John as the two main drivers behind the music in the film. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna, you don't want to. You're like, not gonna stray. Don't want to, don't want to stray from like the ima-
0: from from their original greatness. But at the same time, I don't know. I could, I could have used a little bit more variety in this film. I could have used a different like a different dialogue, a different line. But like so much of it is just a shot for shot, line by
2: line remake of the original.
1: And I had chills the whole time. Yep. <laughs> and that is exactly
2: why I went to see it. I did not go into The Lion King expecting for them to deviate at all. And like I, I told you before we started recording, if they had changed anything about the storyline, I would have walked out.
1: Lion King is, in my eyes, one of the most powerful movies ever made. Oh, totally. And, and the backstory
2: from like whence it came, pretty much from the ashes, where the studio started working on it, and they're like, oh, this is doomed to fail. Yeah, they, gave it, it and to they the... gave it to the interns. And they were like, do, do what you want. And they turned it into one of the greatest movies of all time, one of the most classic. Because what were they working on? Was it a loud in that everyone left to I th- do? I think it probably was. I don't quite remember which movie they left, but they they just chucked Lion King in the bin, and they were like, they had all of the interns, the low level PAs, everybody at the studio has at the bottom of the ladder, work on one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. So it, it it's got a very special place in my heart for sure. Yeah. Anyway, you're just gonna catch flack the whole podcast. I'm gonna catch
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna catch this flack this podcast because I just I slightly disagree with Evan and Everett. Um, but I mean, since when is agreeing
2: all the, all the way through like a great thing? You know, true, true. We're gonna battle it out. But I disagree with this guy's the latter half of his review.
0: Yeah, the latter half of the review says when he Lion says King, it's like a snuff. I'm like the Lion King. Like, Lion King what? feels less like a remake than a snuff film and a
2: boring one at that. I mean, and so here's my other issue too is like,
0: I don't know, I don't fully agree. Like a lot the way of these the critics are like, that. it's
2: boring. Okay, did you not like the original Lion King? Yeah, because like if you're not like because it is basically a shot-for-shot shot remake, like it's the same Lion King story. So are you telling me you'd go back and watch the two D one and be like that was amazing, and then yeah. watch this one and be like this was so boring?
0: No, you this just was watch not- this.
2: You just watch the same film.
0: It's just a different style. I don't This this is this was not boring. This was very enjoyable. My only knock on the film, and Evan and never disagree with me, is that because of the shot for shot remake, it was just a little disappointing. That's it. That's it. That's all that's my only knock on the on the
2: film and Evan I mean
0: but anyway. Alright, that's a wrap. Get it, let's get into it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um okay, so let's uh yeah, let's jump into like our spoilers version and just kinda talk about what we really, really liked and maybe some things we would have liked to see improved upon. Um, I'll kind of start because one of the things that hit me initially was I love the fact that they use an, an almost entirely African American cast for this. Yes. I I I love that. Loved that. I thought Donald Glover was amazing. Donald Glover
1: was amazing. Um, so Donald Glover was one of my knocks. Really? I don't think his voice was manly enough for a Simba.
0: I mean, neither was Matthew Broderick's, but I mean,
1: <laughs> well, no. The, I mean, I'm not trying to justify Matthew Broderick. I'm saying I don't think Donald Glover was. They needed Idris Elba. <laughs> but I mean, Idris, okay, but you're, but Idris Elba is more manly than Mufasa. Like that guy would have come in as Simba and just be like, "Yo, like, <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna your be mighty no king. <laughs> I'm gonna beat the crap out of you, Scar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> enemies beware. Yeah, like." <laughs>
2: Every, when you say Idris Elba, I can only think of the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, <laughs> and like him being like he's like I'm Black Superman, like. <laughs> um, no, but I I actually really I liked the cast as pretty much a whole. Um, I thought that John Oliver was an amazing pick for Zazu. Yes, yes. Like, yes. that was hilarious. He was money. Yeah. Like he was, great. he was pretty awesome. Um, and then I didn't even know Billy Billy Eichner is that how he say his name? Billy yeah, Eichner. Nice. Billy Eichner, super was, funny um, for Timon. Timon and then of course you have Seth Rogen's like iconic voice you don't even need to see his face he could be in any voice acted thing you'd be like that's Seth Rogen like him he was (laughs) you uh, you hear him laughing (laughs) Nala Nala was Beyonce which I am okay with Beyonce singing anytime always period like Michael
1: Scott I am Beyonce always Always. (laughs) 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 like
2: I love Beyonce Um, then we had uh, of course Donald Glover is Simba oh this guy's name always gets me Chiwetel Edge of Four, Chibatell, Edge of Four uh-huh. was Scar, and, and he, he did great. he did a really good job. Like his was voice great. was, you know, gravelly, really like just Scarish. It gave you the nostalgia of Scar. It wasn't like they changed a whole lot. So I thought, honestly, with the cast, like all the voice acting performances were phenomenal. Like they gave they really gave it their all, and they picked a lot of like superstars for this movie, which paid off in the end, for me anyway. That was like a huge, huge benefit. I yeah, it. so I
1: liked Donald Glover, right? When he was like singing and doing stuff like that, I was like, okay, this is really good. But when he was just talking, I thought it was like one of the Jonas Brothers, you know? I'm like, this is just <laughs> I actually
2: had that thought because I forgot Donald Glover was in it. Yeah, you
1: thought it was a Jonas and Brother too? I thought too? it was a Jonas Brother Oh my like, gosh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so Hi, anyway. I'm Joe Jonas. Like, <laughs> 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 you're watching.
2: Disney what are you doing? Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they
0: could have done that with the Beauty and the Beast plug that they did that
2: Timon and Pumbaa did. <laughs> that was an amazing plug. That was, that was worth <sighs> it. Good humor.
1: Um, not um, oh, yeah, oh. you finished your thought. Yeah. No, I so that was like my my thing, and then I, I don't know why I've always had like a general dislike for Seth Rogen, even though I like all the stuff he's in. There's just something about him where I'm like. He's just, like, Woofs. Loose, loose yeah. character, Woof's skin. I don't know what Looser it is. Looser, gooser. <laughs> yeah. Looser, gooser. And so, like, I like Seth Rogen. I don't like the uh, interview. I thought that was a stupid movie. But, okay, besides you that. the interview? No, it was horribly dumb.
0: I thought it was decent.
1: I thought it was funny. I oh,
2: thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. got, like, a 15. I guys. didn't I <laughs> didn't think that it was a brilliantly shot
1: movie or a good script, but I thought it was just funny because North Korea, like, <laughs> It was a funny premise and it's funny that the North Korea decided to threaten us over the movie. <laughs> that part same, was kind of funny. Same, same, but different. Yeah. But still, still same.
0: same. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from the whole movie. Get get right, see it in context.
1: You know. Um, but I wanna start off with one thing that opened up the movie and I knew it was gonna be a good movie right off the bat. The scenery. Oh, how they how they put Beautiful. the background in, how they used the sun, how they like the trees oh my gosh all like the, the greenery same how
0: they did in the original movie you
1: No know, you're really pissing me off <laughs> Yeah, can, we'll eject you <laughs> You're like already in critic's corner. We're going to banish you It's one to thing the, to be in critic's corner,
2: it's another thing to be banned from critic's corner. <laughs> <laughs> That means you're going home. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot say, you cannot. I'm not kidding. The opening was a shot for shot remake. That, that does really not real. even matter. This was the you're most like, impressive CGI right. I have ever seen okay, in my C- life. Okay, the, CG- Period. the CGI. Period. I don't even care. It okay. was amazing. But the CGI is Spencer's just trying to find different- little
1: things to agree with us on, and it's really hear making me, me <laughs> it's irking me.
0: Hear me out, hear me out. The CGI saying that the CGI was really good is a different point from the way that they used the scenery was like really was really good.
1: It was. That was like one of the most beautiful it places I've ever seen and it doesn't even exist. The scene with the, like the little
2: mouse at the beginning where they're just kind of panning over like how amazing they are. The Pride Lands? Are you oh kidding me? Oh my gosh,
0: that was crazy good. You live under a rock, dude. <laughs> Y'all need to go see the movie. Y'all agree with me.
1: You need, no. You should go live with Scar and your sad little <laughs> land. Hey, maybe I feel get get like that one hiatus. guy who's like talking about the princess. First, she was a princess. <laughs> have you seen that? Where he's like. The Wicked Witch of the West? <laughs> you guys, don't, haven't seen that. Movie from yet? what movie? It's not a movie. It's some guy saying how I. It sounded like it could be from. Like, oh, is it Seinfeld? the dude
2: who's like getting mad about the yeah. fandom? Yeah. In the, and he's like in the living room. Yeah, I, I actually
1: have seen. <laughs> he's like, no, dude, <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best movie ever made. <laughs> the freaking Witch of the West? Are you kidding me? It's her he's sister. Like, <laughs> like he just goes off. <laughs> yeah, I have seen it. And then it, like in my favorite is like his hands up. Yeah, he gets way into. it. He
2: gets super heated. Um. All right, I'm going to I'll dial back. I will let you say what you want to say. <laughs> but I I you're what you're saying is you are talking not about the scenery ne- necessarily. You were talking about the movie's framework. You were talking about the shot for shot dynamic whereas we are solely talking about how beautiful it is. Oh, the CGI is great. The CGI, the CGI is beautiful. See, there we you go. You knew exactly what we were talking about. And <laughs> no, that's no
0: what I didn't. <laughs> you said this. <laughs> the, you're like the way that they used the scenery. Yeah, yeah. It's the CGI.
1: <laughs> but I mean, like, why do you got to make everything so difficult and piss everyone off, Spence? <laughs> I understood it differently. I'm sorry if that was your intent. I'm okay, sorry. okay. What we were saying is the CGI
2: is phenomenal. It is. It is absolutely one of the best uses of CGI I've ever seen. And overall, I thought that this movie was definitely in my opinion so far of the Disney like crusade that is going to happen over the next hundred years or so I don't know however long they can make the movies
1: till movies quit coming out
2: yeah till people realize Til that there's no more originality left in the human species <laughs> um I thought though that Lion King so far has been the best and for it to be a shot for shot remake like you're saying and in my opinion to be the best over Aladdin over Dumbo disgrace um yeah, Dumbo over, over in the any first of the place. Disney like we're bringing things live action you know it is the best one so far and that has everything to do with the casting the music like i said Hans Zimmer and Elton John i believe Pharrell Williams also worked on it he produced some of the tracks Lion King or Aladdin though A Lion King absolutely Lion King 100% or Aladdin? okay i don't even care if Here's what would change my mind. If Hans Zimmer had worked on Aladdin, it'd be Aladdin. I will just go wherever Hans Zimmer goes. Okay. But the soundtrack honestly was more impressive than Aladdin's easily. On Lion King, you mean? Yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah.
2: I All mean, right. Can... Okay. You can disagree with that.
0: I can I can agree and disagree. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Aladdin had kind of its different had a different interpretation. I feel like it had more songs that like more original songs, and it felt it felt like a new breath breath it was a breath of fresh air for aladdin whereas lion king i mean you had beyonce's spirit which was actually a pretty dang good so i don't know where they're like running they're like nala and yeah
1: nala's soul is priceless okay absolutely Nala and simba were like running towards you disgrace beyonce and, i will
0: kill you and uh hearing hear, i think it was called spirit or what what was it something like that i don't know it's a great song beyonce does a great job does a great job um the casting of the movie is amazing i'll, I'll say that um I was thoroughly impressed with some of the new humorous dialogue that they, that they threw into the movie. Timon and Pumbaa's lines are are pretty great. <laughs> um, hearing like seeing um, seeing uh, Pumbaa's like <laughs> origin story and everything to see him as like this cute little this like cute little warthog piglet, you know, and then like being inside that being inside this like little lake
2: <laughs> and farting and then like having all the zebras like run, <laughs> run away. That was pretty funny. I actually just remembered one knock I have in the movie. I like wasn't I was like yeah hey, I thought it was good overall but they don't use the line they call me Master Pig when he like runs <laughs> in, <laughs> in the original one and like busts Azu out of like the little rib cage prison from the hyenas uh-huh. that wasn't in it oh, yeah. wow, and I was actually yeah. I was like waiting for it because I was like that is that, that was I was like I really wanted to hear Seth Rogen scream like <laughs> they call me
1: Master Pig and then just <laughs> burst into the room um, that was one, that was one of my knocks. I thought Zazu was hilarious, though, when he oh, like yeah. gives his morning reports and the birds were up at four, and I'm like, "We get a it, birds? It's four a.m." <laughs> <laughs> and John Oliver was just we caught, a money cast. He we was caught so good. two giraffes necking again.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, his morning report is actually pretty money.
0: One more knock on the film that I'll have is that um, I wish that like the animals showed a little more emotion, like the like their their expressions were not very emotive,
2: well, like at all. They don't have smile muscles, so it makes it harder. It is also it is easier to do more with 2D than it is with
1: 3D. Uh-huh. Because you don't want the live, I say live in parentheses, you don't want it to be too unreal. Because if they start smiling and everything's like, ah, then uh, you're going to be like, like, that's not realistic
2: at all. Do you remember in the original film where they do the I-just-can't-wait-to-be-king yeah. um, part? And they have, at the end, they have, like, this tower of animals. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't have made, like, a whole lot of sense in the live-action one to do, like, a an, an unrealistic, like, tower where you got the giraffes and there's zebras standing on yeah, giraffes yeah. and then ostriches and flamingos and then there's two lion cubs at the top of this, like, you know, blending tower of pizza basically. Wow, you like, remembered that tower very well. I did. Like, The <laughs> King's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, though, that they did keep it realistic at the same time, though, because I think we. In a sense, you're right. It was about a ninety-eight percent shot-for-shot remake. Yeah, it wasn't a hundred, and the other two percent that they didn't do was all of the it stuff, was stuff they left out that they left out from the two D one due to them being able to do more with two D and cartoons. Um, that was that was mostly like, like what it was there. Not and, and like, I agree with you that they were less expressionless than like the two yeah. D cartoon, yeah. which could have in some parts, drawn away from the emotion. But I think, like the first review said, it was the nostalgia that was going to bring most of the punch to your feelings sure. rather than the emotions of the animal's faces. Sure, I can agree with that. So.
0: Very very good. I enjoyed that. Thank you. That was, that was great.
2: Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. And class has ended. I'm up, <laughs> I'm up for hire. I'll send you my resume. Yeah. Um, okay, one thing I do want to talk about that the th- this one did better than the 2D... For some reason, I just got this amazing like I don't really know how to say it, but they all had like a real reason for life, you know, and like everyone knew their place. Everyone knew what they were there for. And like the original had that, but I feel like just being so live action and, you know, it's like, no, we are a circle of life, you know, and one day I'm going to end. And it was like very real when he said that, you know, and like everything would just like hit a new sense of realism and I, I don't know, I left and I'm like, I need to do stuff with my life. You know, it's like, I, I need to do more than just work and, and the mundane things. I don't know why this movie like sparked that in me, but did anyone else feel like this movie did a really good job of just like opening up, you know, like meanings of life, even if it's not necessarily the same ideology you agree with? I feel like I got that. I mean, the meaning of life in this I mean, as they describe the
0: circle, of, as uh, you know, Mufasa describes the circle of life. It's that, it's that. Yes, I mean, I, I do eat animals, but I mean, I die, and the grass takes me, and then they eat me, and that's and that's how it works. You
2: know, it's it was like, a very, it was a very um, all, connected connect.
0: message. It was very inclusive and connected message, which 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 is good. And yeah. yeah, like no matter what, no matter what, like you believe. I mean, I think inclusivity is something that I think people can agree is is you know it's a good virtue to have. Mm-hmm. um also it, it i mean that i think that that circle of life then kind of sparks this this message about family and about friends and like who your family like wh- wherever your heart is like that's that's where your family is right mm-hmm. it's like it's like where the like the like the saying about the home where home is where the heart is right exactly. home, home is where the people that you love are and that's that's another like over or, overarching message about about it i also think that it kind of plays into theory, into into messages about god and like just like a higher power, just like no matter what, like.
2: Well, I think it. I, I don't think know. it played off of the. Oh, well, I don't think I know that it played off of the African culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very very Heavily. well. Yeah. And I felt like in this movie, um, specifically, the way that they and the songs were remakes, but there there was something added to them. There was a little extra, umph. There was a little extra like that they, they added. I think there was. Acquire in more songs than the original. Like they had a little the more background. The songs were beautifully. The done. songs were beautifully done, and I think them having a mostly African American <laughs> cast playing off the African American culture. Yeah. Of like just being in the tundra, not the even Savannah, like African like, like,
1: American, just like African, just, just, African. Or just African, African, like an African. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just
2: yeah, just just African culture in general um, was something that actually tied the movie more together than I originally thought it might be. Yeah. Because I did go in, like, expecting, like, okay, this is going to be a remake. Like, I'm going in, knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I know how things are going to play out. But I walked out of the movie theater thinking, I was like, wow, like, I actually appreciated that movie more than I think I originally appreciated watching Lion King 1 as just an entertaining film with, like Everett said, walking out of the movie and feeling almost changed a little bit. Like
1: I felt very inspired. Like, inspired to, like, like do, do more, You know, be it's better. like, okay, these... I don't know why I kept getting this, you know, thought. I'm like these animals do stuff with their life. They all know what they're doing and it's like a grand purpose that's respectful, you know, like I can I can sit here and say, "Yeah, I I respect what you know, you do and how you just accept, you know, how your wife is going to be." I'm like that's a good lesson we need to learn. That we're not all Mufasas. But that doesn't mean we have any less of a plan. You know, like I got mm-hmm. that feeling a lot. It's like we're not all freaking king of the jungle. We don't have to be. That's not everyone. Everyone wants to be the Mufasa or the Simba, but like, there's still the a whole world of opportunity for every other person. Well, you got
2: your Timons and your Pumbas, and like, the thing about it too is, if you're if you're kind of watching the movie to break it down in more of a like a psychological aspect, like Timon and Pumba played just as much of a part as Simba and Nala did yet they're not lions they're like a warthog and a meerkat like yeah. two of the most unlikely pair yet like it it, it, and it really speaks to like it doesn't matter who your friends are as long as your friends care about you like it doesn't matter where you come from as long as like you're a close knit community it, it the movie played off of these themes really well i feel like without blaring it in your face without like trying to scream at you that that's the message they were trying to get across mm-hmm. um there was like that little plug about like bullies <laughs> Um, that was cool. Which was which is all right in my opinion. Like, all
0: right. I think that was a perfect backstory for Pumbaa. Yeah. You know, Pumbaa um. That a while.
2: But most overall, like the entire movie, I just felt was like to me it was very not only nostalgic but it actually did grip me. Like I was like, okay, like this is not only a good remake. The message is more clear, especially to kids nowadays. Like, because we, I mean, when we watched it um, last night, we were in the kid, we were in the theater with a bunch of parents and kids, and it, like kids ask questions does not matter how loud they ask them especially during a movie oh yeah (laughs) but they ask questions and they like learn and they understand things and what was cool was i heard kids asking questions and the parents answering them and like hearing different answers to the same question that a kid would ask from different parents and understanding how the movie was kind of like teaching people it was actually kind of cool to see because you were like wow like it's literally it this the movie didn't change for anyone. However, we're getting like slightly different answers here and there to the same question that like all these kids are asking and it was just really nice to see that it was a movie and a good movie for you to go see. It wasn't just an entertainment, it was a movie that you could go watch and feel good about your family being there.
1: Yeah. Totally. And one thing I liked is well, Disney has been notorious for this in the past two and a half years, where they build up one set, like one minority of people and then kind of push down the majority you know it's like we're gonna put them on a little platform and push everyone else down you know justice to the minority whatever Disney's been doing it for a minute now this was not bad this was you know everyone is in our circle of life and that's it you know it's there wasn't any oh we're gonna push you down and build you up and you don't deserve any more you know, you've, you've had your spotlight person. Now it's this person's turn. It was just like, we all have a place. And, and, and it's very much a world built, too, on, like, and, and with the
2: hyenas, per se, like, some people could argue, like, oh, but the hyenas, like, they lived in, like, horrible conditions and everything, and, like, they lived in a barren wasteland, and it didn't seem like it was all fair. Well, Mufasa says a pretty, like, impactful line, which I think actually equates to, like, our society today, where he's, like... Look at what you've done. You've stripped your like land barren. You've like eaten everything in sight like there's nothing left for you, which just goes a lot to say like with choice. Like when it all comes down to it, the hyenas can still coexist. Like Mufasa really had nothing against them, but they had turned themselves into what they what they had become when living in like the shadows and, you know, eating everything in sight and leaving nothing left, and it was completely their choice to do that. And I think that that's cool because like like Everett was saying everyone's inclusive no one's left out nobody's put on a pedestal nobody's higher or lower the circle of life is a circle of life i think you want to you want to take a lot to learn i think society could take a gut punch from this movie and understand that like it doesn't matter who or what you are like you've just got to make a choice to be a good person yeah. um that's bottom line like and not enough people do that
0: that's what a great thing you love about disney movies all this subliminal good messaging <laughs>
1: Yeah, it doesn't always have it though. Doesn't always happen. Doesn't always have it, but
0: but this one did. This one obviously, the Lion King obviously has tons of it. You know. All right, should we give our final uh, general ratings here? Yeah, let's uh,
2: let's wrap it up, Spencer. Okay. Why don't we start with you?
0: All right, sounds good. Um, I th- I I I did enjoy this movie. I did enjoy this movie a lot. I feel like it lacked just a little originality. Um, the humor was great. I, again, I love Timon and Pumbaa. I love the new song from Beyonce. It was it was great. Um, I loved I loved the casting. Uh, I am gonna give this, but since it was so 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 close to the original, I wish I wish they would have done just a little bit more. I am gonna give it a seven out of ten. Okay, so. straight seven, straight seven. Yep.
1: Okay, uh, because the original literally like shaped my childhood. Love that movie. I had one, two, two point five out of all. You know. Love Lion King. Yeah. Now I'm actually curious what happens to Simba after. I need to rewatch watch them. Um, <laughs> I was really worried they were going to stray, and they didn't stray. And so that made me very happy. 9.2. Wow. Whoa. That is a that's a That's doozy. only because of my pure love for the original. Yeah. Okay. Evan, what do you got?
2: For me, um, it's an 8.5. Okay. And the reason I say that, Is not because I didn't love the movie as a whole, but I feel like in terms of our rating system and how we do things on the show, I'm reserving my nines or higher for movies that are original.
0: Oh, I mean, like, the few nines I think of you on the show are, like, Avengers Endgame... Or like anything above above a nine. Yeah. be, like Avengers End game. And the
2: eight point five is just a very it's like a very positive, very good eight point five. Like your parents are actually really happy that you gotta be in pre-calc. Like that's <laughs> sort of like like it's just very Or even past <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where I enjoyed the film entirely. I would go see it again. I recommend it to everyone. Love it, love it, love it. I'm giving it an eight point five just because I'm reserving my higher ratings for Things like what I believe Ad Astra might be, mm-hmm. what I believe that new like murder mystery one with Chris Evans might be like those films where somebody has actually drummed up an entire world in their mind and created a completely original story from nothing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what I'm reserving it for. But that's the reason for an 8.5 and not a, like a, not higher.
0: Well, that is an eight point two from us here at money the Salt Lake Film Review. That is a that is a mon- that's a money review for The Lion King. Uh, make sure to check us out, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and give us a donation on Patreon. Also, check out all of our episodes and more at saltlickfilmreview.com. We hope that you've enjoyed this amazing episode of the Salt Lake Film Review. Evan, take us away. As
2: always, this is the guys at the Salt Lake Film Review signing off.